1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, Aaron Hawksworth, PJ Glasser with you. And I'm just thinking during the break, do we have to start with Purdue and Indiana? Two people on the show involved heavily in that one.
0: Have to. Have to. I assume you like Purdue in that game.
1: Yes. Yes. They have to win that game. Uh, They dropped the first one to Indiana. So this is a big, they cannot lose. I mean, must win is kind of corny, but they can't lose again, right? I mean, this if is a they do, deal. they're they're pressure. going to be a
0: two seed. Yeah. And they're at home. They're so good at home. They're so good at Mackey Arena. That was a close game too when they were in Bloomington. It came down to the final possession. It was right there. That game against Indiana and kind of started that losing streak that Purdue had. Then they it. lost to Northwestern, they lost to Maryland. So, look, this is a huge rivalry. Our guy Gerch told me that Indiana do do not like each other at all, so gonna be an awesome game I do like Purdue though at home it's it's tough to bet against them we don't have any lines out right now it looks like I would guess Purdue's probably gonna be like five and a half six point favorites tomorrow that's what I thought or so yeah, yeah like right right around that range uh that that feels like right around the number I don't know if I would take that but like Purdue money line and a parlay or something like that tomorrow I feel good about
1: yeah, and it's interesting that, like, the initial thought I had was five, and looking at that last matchup, the Hoosiers actually beat then number one Purdue by five. There that you was go. back on February 4th. So Trace Jackson Davis had 25.7 rebounds for Indiana, um, and they led by 15 points at the half. Maybe we want to look at a Purdue half, first half bet too.
0: Yeah, we definitely could. they are pretty home. good. Yeah, at home, first half, yup, and it's a night game too, so you like, you like the night games better for home teams, right? Like, I feel like those early starts, you, the home team might be a little sleepy, especially when you're number five in the country like Purdue, you're going to get your best shot from everybody, so you have a night game, it's going to be nationally televised, you're playing your rival, I, I actually like that Aaron, I think that first half, Purdue... Probably going to be like minus three, three and a half or something like that. I, I can get behind that. I uh, I like that quite a bit.
1: What else uh, stood out to you? We've got Texas Baylor. Whew, that's going to be a good one. I guess I'm just going to post up and watch basketball on Saturday. I mean, my plans are set. I mean, it's supposed to snow in our area anyway, so it's not like yesterday where you had 80 degrees and we don't have to feel conflicted about sitting on our couches.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know what made me happy, Aaron, is I was looking at the basketball schedule for tomorrow, and we have the triple header on CBS because there's no more football anymore. Golf is now over on NBC while I do the Florida swing because now CBS is all about college basketball. So that was a beautiful... Thing to see that we get the triple header. It, look, top ten matchup, two of the best teams in the Big 12. Texas beat Baylor in Austin. Baylor's coming off a two-game losing streak. They lost to both the Kansas schools, the Jayhawks and K-State, on the road. Kind of like the over in this game. Both these teams average in the high seventies. Texas 79.4 points per game. Baylor 78 points per game. Both teams want a running gun they they score a lot of points this game was in a high it was 76-71 when they played back on January 30th. So I think this could be another good over kind of game. I'm expecting points in this one tomorrow.
1: I like that look. I mean, seem I lean Texas in this one. I think they'd really have a lot more pressure. They want to, you know, improve their position in the Big 12. Um, so I think like it we got some tunes coming in i think if i'm gonna lean one direction it would be texas
0: texas what yeah was
1: that? i
0: don't know i said somebody was playing some music baylor i think baylor tomorrow aaron probably gonna be like six and a half point favorite i think it could be similar to to purdue indiana right around there so i think texas can definitely keep it close i, I like taking them with the points i do like baylor to win the game I think whatever team wins this game pretty much solidifies them into like a two seed, you know, because you got a top 10 matchup with how good both teams' resumes are. You win this game. I think the winner pretty, should feel pretty good about getting at least a two seed on selection Sunday.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, we were just talking about Chris Beard and the whole situation that happened. It, it, I think, Texas has exceeded expectations. When Chris Beard got fired, I was just like, "Oh man!" But they, it's actually been pretty impressive what this team has been able to do right now. Ranked ninth in Ken Palm, twenty-two and twenty or twenty-two and six record. So I, I think they've exceeded ex- expectations from what they've had to deal with.
0: No question about it. Ronnie Terry's done a great, great job. So. I'm with you. You know, it's a shame what happened with, uh, with with Beard if you're a Texas player and you're a Texas fan because I think their team is good enough to maybe win the national championship. I just, with Rodney Terry, I, I don't know if they'll be able to get there. But Texas, we were just talking with Jeff Goodman. You know, he's all about the guard play. They got a great one in Marcus Carr. Uh, they got Timmy Allen down low. They, they got a really good team that can score. And this team is built to defend as well. So if they can bring that all together... Texas will be they'll be a really tough out for people. Baylor is a team I really like going forward. I'm concerned at times with their defense, but, man, with their trio of guards, Flagler, Keontae George, and LJ Cryer, those three guys, when they're hot, Aaron, when they're rolling, they're as good as anybody. They were up 16 against Kansas in the first half the other day so uh, or last Saturday. So Baylor is a team whose ceiling, I think, is really, really high. It's going to be a great game tomorrow. One of the games I'm looking more, most forward to is this Virginia-North Carolina game. Oh, cause... I was
1: just going to go there, too. Oh. They, Virginia, looked like poo out there against Boston oh. College. How are they going to respond at Chapel Hill? Ooh, it's
0: oh. tough. You know, tough. You, usually under Tony Bennett, Virginia's usually played North Carolina pretty tough, especially in Chapel Hill. So that's going to be a battle tomorrow, especially Virginia has not been good here on the road recently. I think, you know, you go on the ACC in the road, you play teams like BC, you play Louisville, you play Notre Dame. Like, I just don't think they really get fired up for those games. But if you're a Virginia player, you're coming off that bad loss to BC, you really have a chance to put a dent in Carolina's tournament hopes. I mean, that's going to fire them up. This is going to be a great basketball game tomorrow. Both teams have a ton to play for. Virginia's trying to win the ACC regular season title. North Carolina is just trying to make it into the tournament. Tar Heels this season, Aaron, they're 0-9 in quad one opportunities. So when they've been going up against these top-tier wow. teams, they have not been getting it done. With all that being said, though, I kind of like Carolina tomorrow. I kind of do. They they were preseason number one in the country. You know, there was a lot expected from this team. Had a lot of firepower coming back. Mario, I'm doing it. You know, we Perdue-n't with Purdue, but we're Purdueing we're we're, we're doing with North Carolina tomorrow. I think they get the job done against Virginia.
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean I'm Carolina sorry, comes into tomorrow tomorrow's matchup having lost five of their last seven games. So ooh, that's tough. So one thing that I'm curious about to see is how does Virginia respond? They just had an off shooting night. Thirty nine point five percent on two point field goals. from three. They only had one player who scored more than seven points. That was Jaden Gardner who had 16. I mean, that was just a bad, bad outing for them.
0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Really bad outing. I'm curious, Aaron. A team like Virginia, for for you and for most people out there, like, do you not really like backing them in the tournament just because of how boring they are to watch? Like, Even when they have really good teams, it's tough to like, back them. It's tough to bet on them just because they're just they play such a boring brand of basketball and most years in the tournament they kind of fall short you know what i mean
1: they do it's disappointing but you know tony bennett has a special place in my heart can't Does root he? against that guy
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's a you're asking the wrong
1: person yeah oh, i got you i think Fair he's enough. hot too so Fair you enough. know
0: oh there you go i
1: can't root against them
0: can't root against tony b now, he's, I, look, he's a great coach. A lot of people like their team, too, because they got a lot of veteran guards. a Clark's been there forever. Reese Blackman's a really good player. So they kind of have everything on paper that you're looking for. But they kind of got the issue that Tennessee does. Like, I just, I worry about them scoring enough points in March Madness. If they can do that, though, they could be a tough team.
1: Yeah, the team that stands out to me personally that always breaks my heart is against Zaga. That is a team I will not be backing anytime soon. I just can't. I did it a few years in a row. Yeah, it's just that's the team for me. What else stands out to you? Anything? Well, yeah, that game. I
0: mean, I I can't wait. That's the game I'm most excited for tomorrow. Is that Gonzaga Saint Saint Mary's game? Saint
1: Mary's, yes, yes, exactly. So excited
0: for that. When they played uh, about three weeks ago, I want to say that game went to overtime. Gonzaga should have won that game. They, they had their chances to go up like 15, 20 points, and they just couldn't do it. They allowed St. Mary's to hang around. The Gales sent it to OT and win that game. So I think Gonzaga's better, especially at home. And I think this number tomorrow, Gonzaga's only going to be favored by like four and a half, probably something like that. Maybe maybe even smaller, maybe like three and a half, four. But I like Gonzaga. I, I think like it's going to be a tight
1: spread. Do you and Jimmy Patsos came on the show and he said that he thinks there's gonna be a changing of the guard in that conference, and now it's no longer gonna be Gonzaga's conference, it's gonna be St. Mary's. Ooh. And I thought that was really interesting. That so if they go out and get like a statement win tomorrow, beat Gonzaga. That's, I that's just a- don't know if I even though I have St. Mary's Futures, which was more about my emotions of being angry with gonzaga over the past couple of years so i was like revenge i'm gonna bet on saint mary's i am nervous come tournament time i i wouldn't uh be surprised if this is a team that just has a quicker exit you know and and maybe like jeff goodman said we're a year too soon on St. Mary's here. Yeah,
0: I, I think we are. And, you know, they're great defensively. They play they're they play at a slow pace, which could throw a bunch of teams off when you get into the tournament. But I, I if you're asking me to choose between Gonzaga and St. Mary's, which team I think would go farther in March Madness, I still think it's Gonzaga. Even though I don't think Gonzaga is nearly as good as they've been the last couple of years, I think it's good for them. They're kind of flying under the radar. Nobody's really talking about them, especially like we've been talking about them the last couple of years. And St. Mary's, you, you know, these teams like Tennessee, like Virginia, like St. Mary's, it, it's great how good they are defensively. But if you can't score, I mean, you're not going anywhere. So I do worry about that a little bit with them. I will say this, regardless of what happens tomorrow, wouldn't take too much out of it. You know, St. Mary's already beat Gonzaga. So if they lose tomorrow, re- really not much there. And, uh, you know, if Gonzaga wins, they're supposed to win. They're going to be favored. They're at home. This is a a conference matchup. These two teams know each other really, really well. I'm just excited to watch the game. But if you see people out there that are like, wow, Gonzaga beats St. Mary's by 20. Maybe the Zags are back. Gales aren't as good as we thought. I I really wouldn't read too much into that game.
1: Yeah, I don't have a strong opinion. Obviously, I want to see what the line is, but... I'm just looking forward to watching that one for sure. What about today? Anything that stands out? I know Ken Palm has this, uh, they have Xavier winning by one point. Are you interested in that game?
0: I am interested because Xavier just is coming off this home loss to Villanova. And I'm interested to see how they respond. And they're going against the desperate Seton Hall team that's probably not going to make the NCAA tournament. But, you know, beating a team like Xavier is certainly going to help your chances. Like you said, they're only one and a half point favorites tonight. Ken Palm has them winning by one, so this is going to be this is going to be a tight game. It's going to come right down to the wire. Aaron, dare dare I say, could this be the overtime game of the night tonight, possibly? Oh no, no. Okay. What you're We're not going
1: to do is bait me into an overtime bet on a Friday. I no. don't want my weekend to be
0: ruined. <laughs> it, 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 you might start your weekend off on the right note. Hit a little plus 1050. <laughs> and then you can carry that into the weekend. That's the way you should be looking at it.
1: For... Yeah, or just make up for the overtime bets that I lost the other night. I could exactly. look at it that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, that... it
1: seems like at least one game a day is going to overtime. One game, game a day, outright. exactly.
0: And, and it's but, tough yeah. to predict what, what game that's going to be. Yeah, there's not really, you know, Friday nights, it's usually about the Ivy Leagues. You have some... A-10 games. You have some Mountain West games. There's usually like a Big East or Big Ten game on. The slate's not really too great. So, you know, I'm sure there'll be people out there that will find an edge somewhere in some game that they like. I'm sure that Xavier-Seton Hall game will get plenty of attention tonight. Nothing really for me tonight, yeah. though, College Hoops. Going to save all my money, load up on the, uh, on the games tomorrow because we got a lot of good ones. I'm telling you, that Bama-Arkansas game tomorrow is going to be really, really good. Bama's been great at home this season, but now with all the Brandon Miller stuff, the fact they almost lost South Carolina, interested to see how they respond at home. And then on the flip side, Arkansas, they got Nick Smith back, who's going to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft to go along with Anthony Black. And Eric Musselman Coach teams just always seem to pick it up this time of the year. You don't look at them in January, you don't look at them in early February, but late February into March... Always gets his teams playing the right way. That Bama-Arkansas game is going to be awesome tomorrow. Can't I wait. I
1: know. I mean, I was surprised that Miller responded by dropping 41 points, but the rest of the team almost got upset, and that was a 17-and-a-half point spread. They <laughs> end up winning by just two. This is BetQL Daily. Up next, Would You Rather, MLB style on the Beck Network.